Hello, it's your friendly neighborhood philosophy guy here. So today's episode, we're going to be talking some Spider-Man. And it's not going to get too much into the like the pure philosophy of it. It's more about how Spider-Man is able to connect with an audience and kind of make you, I guess, evaluate your life in a sense too, but also find a way to kind of connect with with a wide audience. And, and this is especially the case with Spider-Man, the new animated version of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So first, let's, let's raise a couple of questions to get us started. Is Peter Parker or Spider-Man ready to wield great power? That's, that's the question the, the Spider-Man we kind of envision in the origin story we kind of envision. It, it raises that question. Or in the case of the new Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, is Miles Morales ready to become Spider-Man? And I'll be commenting on both of these new films because both new films, the other Spider-Man Homecoming, accomplishes something I love. Making Spidey actually appear to be a teenager and same with the new Miles Morales addition to the Spider-Universe. Marvel, they have a lot of superheroes. We all know that. If you're watching Spider-Man, you probably know that. Superheroes to cheer on and obsess over and try to connect with. But Spider-Man has always stood out. Even when I was a kid, he was someone kids in school could relate to. It was a superhero that wasn't the coolest kid in school. He was smart, but just didn't know how to fit in. Because all the other superheroes are adults. This one was a teenager. It was a way. It was like the first one that I really grasped onto, at least in the Marvel Universe. See, the Spidey part, that's almost, it's like a bonus for some. Even a brilliant science part. When many youngsters attached to was, he was a superhero that was not yet a man. He was a teenager that was just dropped a bunch of powers on him and he had to figure out what the hell to do. See, he was a teenager. He was in high school. This made him relatable to young kids and teenagers. So I'm old enough to remember the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. I wasn't yet a teenager when those started, but nonetheless, it connected with it. It, it connected, I guess. So upon this episode, so doing this episode, I mean, I thought it would be important to rewatch them, right? Rewatch some of the Spider-Mans. You see, something falls short, and and don't get and. You don't get the impression of him actually being this high school Spider-Man in the first one. They place him in high school, but give him this look and feel of being this adult. Where where you don't you don't really see him as being in high school in the circumstances. It almost feels like you threw an adult into high school. So it had this weird disconnect for me. And probably to appear to to appeal to an older audience, but as a young viewer, this didn't connect. And, and the same goes for the Amazing Spider-Man series that took place when I was actually around the age of that Spider-Man. So it felt as though they were trying to make this kid have this, have this adult attitude. And that's not how I imagine Spider-Man, or at least I don't want to. And I, and I feel like this is open for opinion, obviously. But, but to me, Spider-Man doesn't all of a sudden become Spider-Man and become an adult when he gets these powers. He... He is a kid being Spider-Man, and I think that's something they should focus on, growing up and being Spider-Man, like kind of finding your passion, finding your own superpowers. But then Spider-Man Homecoming hits a scene. They finally throw out this adult persona around Spider-Man, and now that I'm an adult, they finally figure their, figure their stuff out, I guess. But third time's a term, I guess. They make Spider-Man come across as an actual high school kid. And young Peter actually starts enjoying being Spider-Man like a kid would, or like how, or like at least how I would imagine a kid would would react to becoming Spider-Man. The same for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with Miles. 
the growing pains of this this newfound superpower and the growing pains of growing up. And I think that's something everyone can relate to. But first, I'd like to quickly mention and say thanks for listening and thank you to my Patreon supporters and thank you for all the feedback by email from everyone that's been that's been sending it my way. And if you'd like more content, you can check out my Patreon for my bonus feed that dives further into these ideas. And it's more of a journey of learning with me as I kind of learn about ideas. I kind of just explain them and do that type of thing. But I also have uh, my, my publication on Medium that relates to this this podcast and philosophy in general. And my newly launched YouTube channel, which is a new addition. Now, my first video is actually different than the others will be. It's the beginning, so I'm kind of going to be doing some... Have a little more fun with it and uh, play with different formats. So it's early, so I'm I'm playing with content forms, essentially, which is also why I haven't been pushing people to listen to it quite yet because it's not quite to kind of the the product I'm looking to produce quite yet. But the link is below, so you can check it out and give me feedback on that. But let's get back to uh, what you're here for in the content. So I'm actually going to focus on the newer Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because I think it's it does the growing pains of growing up best and also I think it does the best job of connecting and it's also the newest and I also just, I think it's a wonderful film and also because I really just flat out enjoyed it. So Miles Morales essentially becomes Spider-Man and he ends up running into five other counterparts including a Peter Parker. That basically sums it up enough for this discussion. Oh, and and you have to watch for the noir Spider-Man. He he had me laughing every time he spoke. So if you're going to watch the film, you need to go to, to listen to this noir version of Spider-Man. It's great. So so why, why did I like it? Why was this animated version so good? And I think the critics were right about it. It was, it was just pure fun, entertaining. It was funny. And it connected with real life better than any Spider-Man I've watched. And it was animated, and it still managed to accomplish this. The animation of the film makes you feel like you are watching this this live-action comic book. It's amazing. I would recommend watching just purely for this unique and fun animation style. And the soundtrack of it is unreal. I still listen to it now. But why does the film connect? Maybe the, the more important question. Kind of like I mentioned earlier, they portray a Spider-Man who is doing some introspective thinking, who is dealing with this existential confusion about what the heck these powers mean for his life. And, of course, you have some supervillains that now all of a sudden want to kill him because he's this new Spider-Man. That's what Miles' character does a wonderful job of portraying. The film deals with, with this multiverse. Some think that this was was like a contested in some sort of issue. However, the comics do that stuff all the time. So I don't know where they're getting that from. I mean, Miles Morales is this real comic book character that's in a universe where the real Peter Parker dies. I mean, that's part of the comic book series. So I want to focus here on growing up. What does this mean? Miles is, is in his teenage years. He, he comes with, you know, what comes with these teenage years is the question. Good old puberty, right? And when the spider bites Miles, he wakes up taller, stronger, and maybe less normal thing. The, the voice in his head is a lot louder. Oh, and, and, he, and he started sticking to things, right? So I'll let you infer what the, the web is a metaphor for yourself. But 
this part isn't unique to this Spider-Man film. However, it's still symbolic of what growing up in teenage years represents. Your body starts giving you signs to, to basically get your shit together, figure out your values, and what do you want to do with your life. And maybe, and maybe that's what that loud voice in Miles' head represents. Your inner feelings yelling at you to, to get your shit figured out, right? The Spider-Verse allows Spider-Man to develop throughout the film. Most of the films, well, most of the film is Miles struggling to get a grapple on his powers. And now Miles, like the other Spider-Mans, needs to figure out what the right thing to do is. See, the growing up part isn't really unique to this Spider-Man. I, I just think the two newest ones with Miles and the new younger Peter Parker and Spider-Man Homecoming make you feel like he's a teenager growing up and still wanting to have fun. Enter the Spider-Verse makes Spider-Man connect with everyone. You have Gwen Stacy as Spider-Woman, which the comics do in, in, in the universe. You have Miles, who is a, he's a black Latino that helps connect with the, with the wider audience. Oh, and then you have Peter Parker that gets dropped into the Miles universe. Yeah, he isn't exactly the perfect Spidey figure, and that's what makes him unique and interesting. See, the Peter Parker in this film, he he isn't the the perfect life one. He doesn't he doesn't have this perfect golden life that you envision with Spider Man as a superhero, always always saving the day, having a wife, and all that good stuff. You know, he gets Mary Jane, and he's just having a good old time, right? Kind of like the one that died in this universe that Miles is in. See, but the this Peter Parker, kind of the more I don't I don't know what the best word to use is, but like deadbeat Peter Parker, he connects with adults. The struggling of getting older and finding our way. See, even even Miles is growing up. He, he connects with that teenage level, but even Peter Parker connects with the, the growing pains of being an adult. See, this Peter is divorced from Mary Jane. He's getting a dad bod. He's having commitment issues, which is the issue he ran in with Mary Jane of not wanting to have kids. He doesn't love being Spider-Man anymore in the same sense. He still likes being Spider-Man, but he's definitely having issues with it, and they can kind of see that in his backstory in the film. He's basically having this midlife crisis as Spider-Man. He's this this supposed persona of this unbreakable superhero, yet he's having conflict just like any adult would in real life. So what I'm trying to say is this movie, it tries to connect with everyone. You know, it makes... it. it draws that emotion and connects with everyone to make you feel something. And then when a movie in a film or even an animated film does that, it leads to people being able to have some introspection afterwards. And that's what I love about it. See, at the end of the day, how cool is it to be Spider-Man? How cool would it be? A superhero with superpowers saving the lives of thousands. He's a good guy trying to do the right thing. But what Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is saying, we can all be the hero Spider-Man is. We just kind of, you know, have to find our way to do that. And that's the point. Anyone can do it. It's just you have to take the time and, the, you know, find the way to be your own version of Spider-Man. But anyway, I'd like to say thanks for listening. And uh, tune in next time. Please Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, and uh, check out the links below. Thanks for listening. Peace.